W-E-E-K-E-R-G-L-E-R. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Boy, we can just not shake this wet weather pattern, can we? It's five minutes after five o'clock on a Tuesday morning today, the 21st day of May. Come on in. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Boy, I'll tell you, just not a lot of positive news I can bring to you as far as weather is concerned. Today, 70% chance of scattered showers or thunderstorms. It's going to be windy, too. That means it's going to feel pretty cool with 56 are our expected high. Tomorrow, partly sunny, windy, 77. Thursday, partly sunny, 81. But then rain starts moving back in the forecast Thursday night into Friday, right on into our Memorial Weekend. Friday, 70% chance of some scattered thunderstorms and 78 are expected high. We'll talk more about the weather with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist in about 15 minutes. Bryce Knorr, our commodity specialist with Farm Futures Magazines, joining us before 6. Really starting to get a true handle on how delayed planting is for farmers, not just in Wisconsin, but across the upper Midwest. He's our guest before 6. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sat in around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the beef industry... We're here for you and join you in celebrating National Beef Month in May. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Lots of things happened in June. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of those being the FFA convention as we head down to the southern end of the world's longest barn. As the FFA convention 2019 variety is coming up and uh, Pam... It'll be a hot time in the old town about that time, won't it? <laughs> Probably, Bob. You're right. Fabulous Farm Aid Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It does seem that in Wisconsin, come middle of June, when our FFA members have to show up in Madison at the Alliant Energy Center in their dressed blue corduroy jackets and their black dress pants and skirts, that the heat tends to come on, too. But it does not deter the enthusiasm, that's for sure. That's already building. As our own Reba McClone found out, visiting with Cheryl Zimmerman, state uh, advisor to our Wisconsin FFA chapter statewide. It's not just about what's coming up at the FFA convention. It's also about the way that the school year is concluding for a lot of districts. Will there be expansion in agriculture education curriculum come 2019-2020? And what about retirements? Reba's got it all for us as we get ready for the Wisconsin State FFA Convention. 
Reba? In just about a month, thousands of FFA members and their supporters will be in Madison to celebrate their year at their state FFA convention June 10th through the 13th. I was able to talk with Cheryl Zimmerman, the executive director of the Wisconsin FFA, about how FFA across the state of Wisconsin is doing and get a sneak preview of their state convention. Cheryl, can you give me an overview of how FFA has been doing so far this year? Actually, we have had a great year with Wisconsin FFA this past school year. Um, We continue to see FFA membership stable. Uh, We're over 20,800 FFA members across the state of Wisconsin, uh, so that's exciting. And we continue to see schools want to recharter or start up ag programs and FFA chapters. This year we um, started restarted the Alma FFA chapter over in Section 3 along the western side of Wisconsin and they'll be at State FFA Convention receiving their charter. And then also next school year we'll be starting up a, a, another former chapter, the North Crawford uh, FFA chapter. And so it's pretty exciting and, and what we really love to hear are phone calls coming our way from school districts that are interested in, in starting new programs and, and seeing the growth in the opportunities for ag education and FFA. One of the things that really makes the FFA run is the agricultural educators, because it's not just about the student organization. You guys have this three-tiered model. So can you tell me about how things are going within the ag education world right now? Sure. You know, you're exactly right. I mean, the success of the FFA organization is really it's at the local level. It begins with the agricultural education instructors um, as they're getting students into their programs and that they're doing local activities. And and we would not be successful at all at the state or national level if it weren't for those agricultural educators really doing the grassroots work. You know, and as far as as our our situation, as far as teachers, we're always looking for more ag teachers. Um, Each year we seem to have you know, a good turnaround of teachers, obviously teachers that are retiring, uh, teachers that move to different school districts. Um, You know, we will probably average around 40 uh, teacher changes over the summer. But the other thing that's exciting is that we're also seeing ag programs in Wisconsin that are adding teachers, not just changing teachers or or replacing teachers, but programs like Sun Prairie. Um, They're adding a new uh, additional ag teacher. Evansville hired a new ag teacher. Um, Key is adding another position. So now what we're seeing is we're seeing ag programs that not only have one teacher, but two or three teachers that are helping provide opportunities for students in ag education and FFA. You guys are kind of coming up on your year-end celebration for the 2018-2019 school year. Yes, our state FFA convention is coming up June 10th through the 13th, so we're just about a month away, and so lots of things are happening in our offices to get everything ready to go. But the state convention is a great celebration for our FFA members, for our advisors, our alumni, our sponsors and business and industry representatives that that connect with us with FFA. And students will be traveling to Madison to compete in state-level competitions everywhere from a prepared speaking competition to employment skills, to marketing plans, to agri-science fair, um, to running for state FFA office. We have a a pool of students now that have just submitted all their applications, and they'll be going through a pretty intense interview process and selection process uh, to hopefully be announced as a state officer at the end of our convention, because we have a team of 11 officers that really help pull all this together. They serve for a whole year working with chapters and, and business and industry leaders and alumni, and now this is their big celebration to pull together as they help us run our convention.
You'd mentioned that you have sponsors and industry leaders at convention as well, not just the students. And so it gives these students the opportunity to be interacting with these stakeholders in the organization. Definitely. We are very, very proud that we have a very strong Wisconsin FFA Foundation. Uh, John Romiak is our executive director of our FFA Foundation, and, and our key here is that um, it's not just about raising money, but it's developing partnerships. Uh, we are so thankful and appreciative of all the funds that have come in to help support our agricultural education programs, our FFA activities, uh, but it also is a partnership where we're able to connect students with business and industry leaders for them to talk about career opportunities and and what's out in the ag industry. For instance, during convention, we also have a convention expo on Wednesday. And so from 9.30 until 2 o'clock, we have numerous uh, people, uh, businesses, industry vendors that are a part of our career expo where students can go right up to to sponsors and, and industry leaders and have a conversation with them about potential job opportunities and careers in agriculture. With convention this year, do you guys have anything new and exciting that's happening? Well, we do, because this is going to be the first year that we're actually going to have a concert for our students at our convention. Chris Cruzy, uh, who was runner-up on The Voice, obviously the Wisconsin connection that he has, uh, he will be at our convention. And he's been so great to work with local FFA chapters as he's put on numerous concerts around the state of Wisconsin. And he has agreed to to work with us and, and have a concert at our convention. I do want to mention to people, though, that it's not an open concert. Uh, People have to be registered attendees to be a part of our state convention concert opportunity with our students. And so uh, this is kind of an opportunity for FFA members to to get to meet him. And he's going to be at our convention expo meeting and greeting students. So we're really excited about this opportunity. That's so exciting for the students that are going to be participating. And seeing the Alliant Energy Center flooded with these blue jackets is just something that's really amazing to see. And one of the really cool things is is these students don't just focus on themselves when they come in. You guys also hold a day of service. Yes, we do. Actually, the Monday, really the first day of our convention, we have a couple major things that happen. We have our day of service where our students are actually going out into the Madison community and they're doing hands-on service projects. So they may be working at a food pantry or they may be cleaning a park. Um, there's just a variety of actual service projects that they are doing Um, on-site to help the Madison community. And then the other big thing that we have is later in the day, we have our Rally to Fight Hunger, and that's where we work with Second Harvest, where we're actually packaging food uh, that will be used in the food pantries there in the Madison area. And so it's really an awesome opportunity. And, you know, the other thing that's so much fun is to see the excitement of the students reaching out to help others. Uh, They they sign up, they get involved, and, you know, they're out, and and if it's kind of rainy or if it's really sunny or whatever it might be, they're out there helping and, and serving the community. And like you said, these students, it's not just about the agriculture education within the classroom. It's this big conglomerate of everything that they need to succeed in the future. 
Yes, you're exactly right. Because, you know, FFA is an awesome experience, and I wish every student could have that opportunity. Um, you know, people obviously are fortunate if they have an agricultural education program in their high school and an FFA chapter, um, because those communities see what those students are getting involved in. We would love to be in every high school in the state of Wisconsin um, to give more students that opportunity to be a part of, of this exciting organization. If you're interested in helping these FFA members celebrate their accomplishments throughout the year, you can attend the state FFA convention Monday, June 12th through Thursday, June 13th at the Alliant Energy Center. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. As you can imagine, the historic flooding last year washed out many roads, driveways, and parking lots. DRS Asphalt is proud to have been called upon to make repairs at Greenway Station, American Girl, and many others. DRS Asphalt Paving, your local family paving company using long-lasting, superior ingredients that withstand Wisconsin's weather. Visit drspaving.com. DRS Paving and Asphalt. If you don't use DRS, it's your own asphalt. Are you dreading the idea of having to try on your summer shorts or swimsuits? Cool Sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic can help. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting is an amazing technology developed by Harvard scientists that can reduce stubborn fat bulges without surgery. During the treatment, the fat cells are frozen and slowly metabolized by your own body. These destroyed fat cells are permanently eliminated, giving a long-lasting result. Areas such as the stomach, flanks, inner and outer thighs, bra or back fat, and arms can safely and effectively be treated with cool sculpting. Start now to feel more confident in your summer wardrobe. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Rejuvenation Clinic of Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. With FS Dieselex Gold, you get power, efficiency, and protection. Engineered to be the best fuel to power and protect your diesel engines. Count on Dieselex Gold from Insight FS. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Filling your daily quota of cows and sows, it's the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 519 now as we get started on a Tuesday morning. Time to talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. I just got a text message from Stan. He's already up and out and about. He said, red sky this morning. Not just sailors take warning. Apparently farmers got to get themselves ready for something else brewing on the horizon weather-wise. What's going on out there, man? Well, there's going to be, how about that, some more rain coming our way. Yeah, I know we don't even want to talk about it. I'd rather not include it in the forecast, but it certainly is going to come our way. With it, there's going to be some stronger winds. There's your sailors taking warning and farm folks as well, all of us. I mean, winds are going to pick up quite a bit by later today, certainly overnight and on into the day Wednesday. I'm expecting some wind gusts 
and mostly east and southeast tonight, not into Wednesday. Wind gusts at that time, 30 and 35 miles per hour. So add that along with what's going to be some rain, and it sounds kind of chilly and damp, no doubt there. High pressure just pulling away to our east. That's why we stayed pretty quiet overnight and are going to have that nice start today. But things are going to change. Low pressure still hanging out out there around that uh, southwest part of Kansas. You know, we've been hearing about the severe weather threat in Oklahoma, Texas, even into Kansas and Missouri over the next uh, day and on into tomorrow. Now, that low we expect will move east and northeast up through Kansas, Nebraska, even heading up into Minnesota and then finally up into Canada by the end of the week. That kind of keeps us on the fringe here in Wisconsin. And a look at radar this morning indicates rain spreading all the way from Nebraska, southern South Dakota, Iowa to northern Illinois, all still south of the Wisconsin border. But a warm front building up with that low is going to help to push that rain up into the state. Rain developing tonight, lasting into the day tomorrow. Uh, those of us a little further north of Madison stand a better chance to start drying out through Wednesday and on toward Thursday. But southern Wisconsin still in that bit of a rain chance, even on through Thursday or just to wrap up the week. I'll lay it out in a forecast right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nutsedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nutsedge and tough broadleaf weeds, Trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. All righty, Stu, give me some more details on what I got to prepare for today. I Honestly, I, I never know if I should grab a jacket and gloves or if I'm going to be short-sleeving it. <laughs> well, we'll stay cool again today, Pam. I guess you're okay with the jacket there. Not as cool as it has been here lately and in some areas. But still, today I'd expect more clouds to build in. Southern Wisconsin, I'm talking Madison, could see a little shower activity as we head toward midday. The rest of us probably waiting until later this afternoon. Temps in the lower mid-50s today, and the east winds will get stronger, 8 to 18. Even some gusts around 30 here in the afternoon. Overnight, it's more likely to see some showers and a few thunderstorms, cloudy skies, nighttime lows in the upper 40s. And breezy. East winds 10 to 20, even gusting to 35 miles per hour from late today and tonight. Uh, rainfall amounts up into that quarter, possibly half inch range. A little light rain early Wednesday and otherwise partly sunny. More sun further north and east in the lower 70s. I'll say low to mid 70s tomorrow. A nice warm up, but breezy. Southeast winds 10 to 20, gust to 35. Southern Wisconsin, that opens up a small chance of a shower late Wednesday night or into Thursday. A slight possibility, but still some sunshine Thursday, Pam. Breezy, mild 75. Southwest winds 8 to 8. And again, that rain chance really kind of hangs on in southern Wisconsin. A little rain chance Thursday night, just into early parts of the weekend. 
but there it's a slight possibility. So call it kind of a hit or miss, but it does just stay a little damp, but at least warmer to wrap up the week. Nothing severe, though, hey? I don't think so. That thunder thunderstorm chance really builds up tonight's about it. And after that, we're probably just talking scattered showers, maybe a rumble down again. All right, buddy. Thank you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. See you then. Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist. And around the state, lacrosse, you're starting off with clear skies, currently sitting at 48 degrees. Mauston, you're clear and 45. Fond du Lac, clear at the airport, 43 degrees. Oshkosh is clear and 45. Madison at the airport, also looking at clear skies and 46 degrees. Well, he said it. Nobody wants to keep talking about rain. And that includes folks that are getting ready for Memorial Weekend activities. We've got the latest planting progress report coming your way after 530. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Sarah, it's time to do a little spring cleaning. What? We're going to clear up a misunderstanding and repair some messed up jewelry. What misunderstanding? People hear our ads and see our stores and assume we're a national chain. But Kessler's is Wisconsin born and bred. Our only store outside the state is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice town, right? Fabulous town. Now tell me about that messed up jewelry. People don't realize Kessler's will clean and repair your jewelry no matter where you bought it. You heard about Joe's mom, right? Yeah, she brought her really old engagement ring into Kessler's to have it repaired. And now she can't quit staring at it. Our jewelry technicians are awesome. Everything about Kessler's is awesome. True that. Magnificent diamond stud earrings, engagement rings, diamond pendants, and one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. Welcome to Kessler's. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. We are now in the exciting era of biostimulators for the skin. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Products such as Sculptra Aesthetic can be injected safely into the skin to stimulate collagen production. This creates a framework that helps keep or restore facial volume thus preventing many of the effects of aging such as sagging and wrinkles. Biostimulators such as Sculptra produce subtle, gradual results over time. Many of my patients describe the compliments they receive, such as, You look so great. Wow, you've hardly aged. Not only does Sculptra achieve natural and gradual results, the effect is long-lasting. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
Sure, you can do it yourself, but is it really worth it? Do-it-yourself plumbing is often no walk in the park, and you run the risk of leaks leading to water damage or the dangers of electrical problems or even gas leaks. It's also important your plumbing repairs meet current codes and standards. When you hire your friends from Benjamin Plumbing, you know it's fixed right, up to code, and guaranteed. The majority of Benjamin's residential plumbing repairs are more affordable than you think. Save your marriage. Save your sanity. Save your weekend. Before you roll up your sleeves and try it yourself, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Your John Deere and your Sloan deal is here now during deer season. Run with a John Deere 3025E compact utility tractor from Sloan's. Get 0% for 60 months, plus $1,500 off with the purchase of two or more implements. Offer ends 731.19. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Choose John Deere and then choose your plus size Sloan deal today. Visit Sloan's.com or stop in today. Power up with Sloan's. Your first car? That's freedom, baby. The new job with new opportunities? Freedom's really ringing. Dumping your stuffy landlord for an investment all of your own? That's the best freedom of all. Freedom of choice. That's where Right on Target Real Estate can help. When a house or condo comes on the market in the area of your choice, you'll be instantly notified so you get the best deal. Right on Target Real Estate is really, really confident they can find you a home at an affordable price. Visit rightontargetrealestate.com. I'm a little bummed last night, though, that the Bucks didn't come away with Game 3, but I initially said Bucks in 6, so there's going to be two losses in there. But, man, the Bucks could have won it last night. I just think they ran out of gas before the Raptors did. Yeah, it can't be Bucks in 6 unless you lose two games. But it seemed like Toronto gave Milwaukee every opportunity, and the Bucks just couldn't get over that hump. They were right there. They even finally took a lead late in the game, but they just couldn't close it out. And, you know, guys were missing shots or were turning the ball over. Giannis had one of his worst games I've seen him play, and the Raptors did just enough. Kawhi Leonard was terrific. I mean, what can you say about him? You know, he had a game-high uh, 36 points. He had nine rebounds, five assists. Uh, and he really closed that game out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we dive a little more into the Bucks, i got to ask you on Kawhi. Is, is, was there an initial diagnosis on his knee? Is something wrong with his knee? Is there an injury to be concerned about moving forward with Kawhi? Because he looked, he looked like he was lumbering on a little bit. He, like, he lacked that explosive power he usually had. He still willed his team to a win. But is there something wrong with Kawhi in that knee? Kawhi said he was fine, and Nurse didn't give us any update on it. So Did I, you I, notice I, anything? I don't know. No, I mean, it looked like he was out for a little bit. He did play 52 minutes. I know what you're saying. And, uh, and Nurse said uh, he went to Kawhi, and Gian- when Giannis came back in, he said, Kawhi, you're good to go. And Kawhi said, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he played through everything, and he looked great. Uh, but I-, I-, I don't know. I don't know where we'll see. I mean, it's definitely a storyline to keep an eye on uh, because if there is something wrong there and Kawhi can't go, that's going to be a huge blow to the Raptors. Yeah, so, Cody, uh, who was the most famous person in there? Was it Drake? Was it Gucci Mane wearing his Bucks jersey? Or was it Mike Myers? Who who in there was, like, the biggest star well, power? You know, 
and my favorite is Mike Myers because of the Austin Powers movies I watched growing up. Yeah. But I, I would say Drake's got to be the most famous guy there still, right? Totally. I mean, he, he he's one of the biggest names in in in, uh, in the rap game right now, right? Yeah. And I, I like listening to Drake, too, but when he's chirping Giannis the way he is and, you know, trolling our bucks, I have a hard time popping on some Drizzy. So maybe I've just got to I have to X that out of my playlist right now and wait till after the Bucks beat the Raptors. Um, you know he was chirping Giannis and kind of rightfully so. What was your takeaway from Giannis's? It's probably like one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Besides being you know, on the boards, he had twenty three rebounds. What was your takeaway from Giannis's overall game? He just looked so off. Like I, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out with him. You know there were moments in the game where he had Norman Powell guarded him and he still couldn't get to the basket. Now. Uh, the Toronto did a really good job defending him. They put Kawhi on him for most of the game. Leonard uh, came out on the first possession. He was guarding Giannis, which was interesting to see because we haven't seen that yet in this series. And then one thing they also did was they double-teamed Giannis when he was in the short corners, a uh, spot he likes to operate in. And the rotations were terrific. But Giannis usually did make the right basketball play and find the open shooter uh, but guys weren't knocking down shots again. Uh, Nico had a few threes that he couldn't get to go. Uh, Lopez the same, uh, coming from uh, passes from Giannis. Uh, they didn't shoot. I don't think they shot awful from three. I mean, 31%. They were 14 to 44, so you'd like to see that to be a little bit better. Uh, they did hit down some shots. They were actually There was a point in the first half where they were shooting a higher percentage from three than they were uh, from the field as a whole. But, yeah, Giannis just... Yeah, like I said, yeah, it was one of the worst games I've seen him play. He had eight turnovers too, uh, so the Raptors were really getting their hands in there. He didn't shoot his first free throw of the game until there was eight minutes and fifty-two seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Budenholzer said after the game that he just has to be more aggressive and play with more force, which is crazy to think because we, if you look around the NBA, nobody plays with more force than Giannis. Yeah, definitely, Giannis. It's just with how bad and. There's so many negatives I want to talk about, so I'm, I'm a little flustered right now because I want to focus on positive stuff. But Eric Bledsoe and his play was suspect. Chris Middleton's play was suspect. Giannis Dendekumbo's play was su- All the starters had suspect play, yet it took two overtimes for the Raptors to beat them. What's your confidence level moving forward for Game 4? Well, it's interesting to, to talk about because it's just like Game 1. Remember Game 1, yeah. how uh, bad their shooting was? They shot 25% from three. They were under 40%. Uh, from uh, three-point range, I mean, from the field, uh, Giannis had a subpar game. Kawhi and Lowry each had over 30 points. Uh, Middleton didn't do much. Bledsoe didn't do much, and they got the win. And, and this was a lot like game one. They didn't get the win this time. Uh, Toronto did enough, and the Bucks just couldn't do as much. But, yeah, the starters, uh, I mean, they, they just they weren't good. They couldn't get anything going from the field. They were 19-69 combined. That's mm. 27%. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on a Tuesday morning. More wet weather on the way for today, I'm afraid. And it's going to stay on the cool side. Daytime highs not much better than 56 degrees. 70% chance of showers or thunderstorms. And it's going to be windy. I'll tell you what, this weather is absolutely frustrating to Wisconsin farmers that want to try to get their corn in the ground, their soybeans planted. I've got the latest planting progress report in just a moment. Wisconsin milk production levels off again in the month of April, milking fewer cows within our borders than what we had compared to a year ago. Yeah, a lot of information to discuss with you. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. 
Well, I'll tell you what. On this date back in 1932, Amelia Earhart became the first female to fly solo, nonstop, across the Atlantic. And on this date, to try to put a smile on your face, in 1985, Tony Felch from Wisconsin set the world record for the longest distance flown by a paper airplane. His airplane was launched at the Lacrosse Center, flew 193 feet. That's the record breaker set on this date back in 1985 right here in Wisconsin. And now you know. Well, we know that Wisconsin farmers are truly frustrated about what's happening with this weather. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, as of Sunday across the state, we've got about 35% of our corn in the ground, five days behind last year, 11 days behind our five-year average. Of the corn that was planted, only 3% now through the soil surface. We've got about 12% of our soybeans in the ground. That's 10 days behind average. And the real story is the damage that's been done to our alfalfa fields. We've been reporting it all spring. Hay supplies across the state of Wisconsin at 70-year lows, and we're not going to make up for that deficit this year. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, 37% of Wisconsin's hay crop called good to excellent. That means that 25% has suffered severe winter kill because of the polar vortex. 18% of our alfalfa fields suffered moderate damage and 17% light damage. Basically, that means we've got about 40% of our alfalfa fields that didn't suffer any damage, well below last year. Dr. Dan Undersander, retired University Extension Forage Specialist, says the other unfortunate part, at this stage in the game, there's not much Wisconsin farmers can do to save those fields. There is really nothing that can be done to improve the yield of a thin stand. We've done a lot of studies. You can interseed grass. You can do all kinds of things. It makes the owner feel good. It will increase the grass, but it will not increase the forage yield. Dr. Dan Undersander, retired University Extension Forage Specialist, says right now about the only option that farmers have, add a little extra fertilizer to those alfalfa fields and pastures and just try to pick up volume. It's 538. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. 
Want more details? Jump online. Animals Need Heroes 2, T-O-O dot com. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Low milk prices are definitely slowing milk production across America's dairyland. In the month of April, Wisconsin produced 2.54 billion pounds of milk. That's up less than one percentage point compared to a year ago, and we're producing it with fewer milk cows. 1.27 million head of dairy cattle in the state. That's the same as last month, down 4,000 cows compared to last year. But each one of the cows that we've got producing about 15 pounds of milk more this year than she did last. The average dairy cow out there producing about 2,000 pounds of milk every month. That's about 172 gallons of milk each. In overnight electronic trade this morning, the markets are holding firm. It's a combination of the poor planting conditions and the optimism that we have uh, removed the steel and aluminum tariffs against Mexico and Canada. December corn overnight is up four and a half cents at four oh nine. November beans are up five and a quarter cents at eight sixty three. July wheat that's up five and a half at four eighty three and three quarters. No change on barrel or block cheese prices. No change on double A butter. Fluid milk for June closed three cents lower sixteen forty eight a hundred weight. July milk went down four at sixteen seventy two. August September October November. That's where we see fluid milk contracts going in the $17 mark as far as price is concerned. All right, coming up next, we are definitely delayed in Wisconsin. They're delayed all over the place when it comes to corn and soybean plantings. Talking with Bryce Knorr about that. And then the continuing developing storyline, what's going on between the United States, Canada, and Mexico with the steel and aluminum tariffs and reciprocal tariffs that had been imposed on a lot of U.S. agricultural goods? And is China paying attention to any of that? Uh, He is joining us live via Skype next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Ah! Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. Airline companies do it all the time. Check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. When you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say, Well, we gotta roll a truck, and that's gonna cost blah 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 blah. Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. 
The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. On the job till the cows come home, this is the Farm Report with Pam Yankee. All righty, we're 545 now on a Tuesday morning. At least right now it doesn't look like there's rain falling, but there is rain on the horizon. You just heard me go through the Wisconsin numbers as far as planting progress is concerned. And a lot of issues that we still face, not just trying to get things in the ground, but then you have to ask yourself, how long are we going to have cooler than expected temperatures? And what about this fall? Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, Farm Futures.com has been thinking about that already this morning and joins us live. Uh, so let's uh, first, it sounds like you've got some static on your end, Bryce. You might want to check your connection. The numbers, not just in Wisconsin, but across all of the major corn producing states, definitely show that we're lagging behind. Again, as we expect along the corridor, Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa catching a lot of attention. Uh, what did you see yesterday? I'm, I'm guessing no surprises as far as you're concerned, Bryce. No, the comments that we've been getting on our feedback from the field uh, column uh, really have alerted us to what's happening, particularly in the eastern Corn Belt, where the folks there have just been complaining about how wet and cold it is. And you saw that in the uh, amount that they're behind, Illinois behind 65 percent on corn, Indiana 59 percent slower than normal and Ohio 53% slower than normal. Uh, So uh, no surprises there. Uh, The percent planted was very close to our uh, estimate. And what that means is uh, the corn corn crop is behind the eight ball uh, because uh, slow planting when it's, uh, this is historically slow planting. And when you uh, look at the three impacts, you talk about uh, this typically means uh, fewer acres get planted than March intentions which we were already expecting because USDA did its survey uh, in the early part of March before the bomb cyclone hit. Then you also see increased abandonment because more of that late corn gets uh, harvested for silage rather than grain uh, because it isn't mature in time. And then you also get lower yields and you add those together and you're talking about a loss of production potential of about 1.3 billion bushels uh, from where we started uh, back in March. Now, again, that's just lost potential. It looks like we're going to have a relatively cool uh, uh, summer, uh, so maybe no extreme heat, and uh, so we can still have good yields. Uh, but uh, uh, we, corn crop's going to have to draw from an inside straight, basically, to get that done. Yeah. Uh, are we in an El Nino, a La Nina? Is anybody out there pontificating about a weather pattern that we better prepare for beyond May? Well, it looks like the El Nino is going to continue into summer, perhaps into the fall. And that's typically associated with a, uh, a cool, cool, wet summer. And that's certainly... 
uh, the pattern that we've seen, particularly uh, in the southern U.S., but into uh, the entire uh, plains and Midwest as well. Uh, so, uh, so far, it doesn't look like we're about ready to shift anywhere uh, close to a La Nina condition, uh, maybe, maybe neutral. Uh, but uh, what this means is uh, that uh, all the moisture tends to be good for the soybean crop because uh, uh, we get rains in August. That's typically good for bean yields. Uh, so uh, this could be bad for corn, uh, good for soybeans, at least in terms of uh, yield potential. Well, like you said, we saw the numbers kind of hit the market yesterday. The corn back up over $4 on the December side of things. But uh, to your point, now we are at that crunch time where farmers are going to have to think twice about corn or beans. And beans have been lackluster regardless of what happens with tariffs. Right. And, you know, the uh, the funny thing about soybeans is uh, I ran some numbers last week. And uh, when you uh, even though prices are terrible and they're likely not going to get better, uh, when you uh, factor in, if you, if you uh, assume that farmers are going to get the same MFP payment uh, that they got for their 2018 crop, and then uh, you add in uh, crop insurance, because uh, remember, if you take revenue protection crop insurance and the price goes down far enough, uh, you get a payment, even if you have good yields. And then if you take the farm program benefit, either ARC or PLC, right now it looks like ARC could be better than PLC for a lot of growers. Uh, you add those together and you're pretty much assured of a profit on soybeans. Uh, now, every farm has to uh, run those numbers for themselves. And there are a whole lot of assumptions with that statement. Uh, but um, uh, I think uh, it, it's going to present some real interesting challenges for farmers. And let's face it, uh, uh, folks who, uh, who aren't planted uh, right now with their corn crop are starting to run in uh, to those uh, final corn planting uh, dates uh, when their crop insurance protection begins to ratchet lower. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, you're talking about, do I take prevent plant? Uh, we don't know on corn if you take prevent plant. Uh, first of all, it probably won't be enough to cover everything you have invested in the crop in terms of your fixed cost. But it also, uh, you don't know if you're going to get an MFP. Yeah, let's talk about that MFP. So we still are working without a net when it comes to details on this round, aren't we? Right. And uh, I talked uh, to our Washington uh, expert, uh, Jackie Fatka, uh, earlier this week, and she says uh, maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, uh, the, she did a, a call with Sonny Purdue uh, last week, and uh, it sounds like they're working on it. But whether or not we're going to get details in time for farmers to make these decisions is still very much up in the air. Wow. Yeah, very uncomfortable. I know they said they sent the numbers off to office uh, management and budget yesterday, but that could that could spell doom, too. All right. So let's talk about the announcement on Friday, removing the steel and aluminum tariffs on Canada and Mexico. Bryce, did we already see that coming or how how is the market reacting to that? Yeah, the, the market's generally taken that as a favorable sign that perhaps we're easing up on some of these uh, uh, trade tensions. Uh, we also saw uh, the, the U.S. Uh, agree to grant a few exemptions uh, from its ban on uh, any uh, trade with the uh, Hawaii company of uh, China uh, and uh, uh, to allow U.S. companies uh, to continue to do business with them, at least in the short term, on some of their products. So, uh, a few things happening there. The other rhetoric, however, between the U.S. and China, uh, the rhetoric coming out of the official uh, Chinese publications continues to be uh, fairly belligerent. 
And uh, so, uh, again, it doesn't look like anything's going to happen uh, there until the G20 summit when President Xi of China, President Trump, will uh, sit down uh, for a meeting. Uh, that's not until the end of June, however. So uh, we'll, we'll be well into the growing season, it looks like, before anything happens. So where China comes off as far as uh, trade discussions. Japan is back on the front burner. I know the beef industry already feeling a little bit better about some of the direction that Japan has uh, taken with regards to U.S. agriculture. Anybody paying attention to that one, Bryce? Yeah, that, I think that's, a, that's a, a positive. But when you when you take a look at the markets, the markets don't react to these deals uh, because the markets are in the uh, here and now Trade deals uh, tend to take a long time to bear fruit, and uh, you know they they help out demand down the road, uh, but they typically uh, don't have a positive benefit right here in the U.S. and uh, right here uh, uh, in the current. You know, unless the U.S. and China would uh, suddenly call a truce and uh, be friends again. Right. So uh, focused in on the here and now. So uh, we got a. Pretty good shot in the arm yesterday based on uh, the weather forecast and concerns over how many acres did get planted. How long are we going to be able to uh, drive this weather uh, bull, shall we say? Uh, I mean, are we going to be played out by the end of the week? How far, how much How much play do we have in the marketplace based just on weather? I would, uh, I would look for us uh, uh, perhaps to start to consolidate these gains now into the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, typically that Memorial Day weekend is kind of a, a turning point uh, that tends to happen a lot of times around holidays. Uh, uh, traders get out into the field and maybe see some of the, the conditions firsthand. Uh, so uh, we, we could have perhaps a little bit more upside. And then, uh, then I think uh, we're going to start talking about uh, what this actually means to production. And again, uh, we won't get any hard data on acreage from USDA until the end of June. Uh, that data will still be soft for soybeans because a lot of the soybean crop gets planted after that data is collected. Uh, so the markets, uh, the trade is going to be kind of up in the air, and uh, I, it could depend on the direction of the flow of money. Uh, again, I think people starting to take a little closer look at commodities now. Mm, interesting. All right, my friend, we will catch up with you on Thursday and see what's happening with the weather What's happening with the market? Bryce Nora, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joins us live via Skype every Tuesday and Thursday to give you a little sense of direction as far as the markets are concerned. And like you said, the newsmaker is all about the delayed planting that we're seeing, not just in Wisconsin, but all the states uh, along the eastern Corn Belt right on through to the western Corn Belt. You can read his updated comments online about 7.30 this morning, farmfutures.com. All right, that is the quick update on what's happening in food news for you this morning. Uh, Grab a jacket. Sounds like it's going to be a cool one for today. It's 5.55. This is the Farm Report with